This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Matthew chapter 13. I want us to read verse 8 and verses 23 together. Matthew 13 verse 8 and 23. Now, verse 8 of Matthew 13, just giving context, Jesus was talking about a parable that he termed one of the most important, if not the most important parable in the Bible, because he said, if you do not understand this parable, how would you understand every other parable? Now, verse 8, Jesus said, um, talking about the different seeds that fell into different grounds, verse 8, he says, but others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Verse 23. And Jesus begins to tell us why would some bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred? Why would everything not bear fruit um, at the level of a hundredfold? He says, but he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, and somebody shout, understandeth it. <laughs> understandeth it. Which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So Jesus is explaining and letting us know here that the reason why some fruit would bear to the level of 30, some 60, some 100 is because of a very powerful word, understanding. Somebody say that word again, understanding. You may please be seated this morning. Our effectiveness in the kingdom of God is directly proportional to our level of understanding. In the kingdom of God, understanding is an advantage. In the book of Acts chapter 8, verses 29 to 31, we read the story about a man called the Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible tells us that this man was, you know, he had come to worship, so he was on his way back to Ethiopia. And he began to read about the prophet Isaiah, some things that prophet Isaiah had said. And then the Bible tells us in verses 39, no, not verse 39, verses 29. The Bible tells us that when Philip saw him, you know, and God had told Philip, join yourself to this chariot. So when Philip saw him, Philip said, understandest what thou readest. And the man said, how can I except somebody explains what I'm reading to me? And Philip began to explain to this man what he was reading. He was reading about Jesus, but he did not know. And when you read the remaining parts of this portion of the Bible, you discover that this man got baptized, and then this was how the gospel got to Africa. The gospel needed somebody to understand what they were reading for it to permeate the continent of Africa. 
Understanding is a powerful weapon in our kingdom. As a matter of fact, your level of understanding would determine the level of results that you walk in in the kingdom. The difference between the believer who is bearing fruit at the hundredfold and the one who is doing 30 or 60 or even less in some cases or who is bearing no fruit at all is understanding. That is the difference. And Jesus himself told us that. I remember many years ago, I was in secondary school um, and I think I've told you the story before. Um, we had this GS1 student who was possessed by the devil, you know, and he was manifesting, shouting, and doing all of the things that people who are possessed would do. <laughs> and um, I was the prayer secretary at that time of the Fellowship of Christian Students, FCS. So they brought this boy to me and the other executives. I can remember the picture very vividly. So we started to pray. And we prayed, 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 prayed. As we we're praying, the guy was manifesting more. It seems he was getting more possessed as we were praying. <laughs> he was manifesting, scattering things and shouting and shouting. And you know, very similar to pastor's story. There was one of my friends. I mean, I would, his name is George. I won't mention his son's name um, in case he's watching. George. So George brought holy water and sprinkled only water on the boy. And the guy did something like this. <sighs> so George made the mistake of coming to check. <laughs> so George bent. <laughs> the upper cut this guy gave George. <laughs> I like George. Immediately the guy gave George the upper cut. George just turned and just carried. <laughs> the remaining only water I left. And left us to be dealing with this matter. So we prayed, 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 prayed. Then finally, around 4 a.m., we started hearing the guy saying, no, I'm not going. And all of that. We said, hey, our prayer is working. We've been praying since 11 p.m. This is 4 a.m. So we said, hey, it's working now. So we started. So finally, we delivered the boy of the demon. The guy got well, went home, came back. He was fine. His parents were so happy. He became a very active member of FCS. But... I got very bothered. That, you mean to cast that one demon 11 p.m. to 4, 5 a.m. in the morning? That is a serious matter. How did Jesus do it? So I went back to the scriptures and began to read and get understanding. Saints, I began to understand where God had placed us. That we were not supposed to be praying. We were supposed to cast out the demon. You see, there are some things you pray about. There are some things you speak to. There are some things you cast out. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, and that casting out was going to be based on our understanding of where we were seated in Christ Jesus. So I began to understand that I've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers, including any demon in any territory. As I got understanding, I said, okay, I'm waiting for the next demon. Where is the next demon-possessed person? <laughs> and lo and behold, the devil never disappoints, isn't it? He came, so they brought another boy. 
This time I was the only one. They rushed this boy to my room. I'm telling you the truth. This guy, small guy like that. If you see the way his bone was, ah, so he had to take about six people to carry him. Small, they were all bigger than this guy, but they had to carry him into the room. So they put him in the center of my room. But this time they were dealing with a different man. A man who had what? Understanding. I was lying down on my bed when they brought the boy. So I looked at the boy. I said, out in the name of Jesus. The guy started spinning. I'm telling you, you know, my kids like to play. There's this thing they play. I've forgotten. I don't know the name. If you know, you know. So that's how we know you had kids or you had a very interesting childhood. So, you know, the guy was spinning, 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 spinning. I was not even bothered. After spinning, and the guy was delivered. One word. What was the difference? Understanding. Understanding is an asset in our kingdom. Two people can do the same thing. One with understanding, one without understanding. The person with understanding will get results. And the person without understanding would not have any result. And will be wondering why. Now... I want to share something very briefly with you. And the reason I am doing that is because of two things. So I'm bringing you understanding about a subject this morning. For a, week, some, a while now, we've been, most of us have given very sacrificially towards the mercy seat. If you've not, well, it's also a sign of lack of understanding, right? So you've given. So pastor has been sharing lots of things with us around giving because you see you need to understand what you've done all right so that's one of the reasons why i'm going to be talking to you about something for a few moments the second reason is because we are entering into a very grand year 2024 preparing you for what is going to happen tonight and preparing you for all of the great things that god has in store for you in 2024 what I'm sharing with you will be a difference maker. Are you ready? Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 15. The Bible says in Philippians 4 verse 15, this is Paul speaking. He says, and he was speaking to the Philippians. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning somebody say given and what but ye only so that means there are two sides to the coin giving is one side of the coin receiving is another side of the coin a lot of god's children are frustrated because of one some people do not understand how to give However, there is another category, frustrated because they do not also understand how to receive after they've given. Giving is one side of the coin and giving is a powerful principle. And, and uh, it, Let's not overflow the issue. It is a powerful principle in God's word. And God's word teaches us of different kinds of giving. From tithes to offerings to first fruits. You know, to directed giving. Sometimes God just directs you to giving to the needy, giving to your parents, you know, giving to your spouse, you know, giving to your spouse, 
And I say that giving to your spouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you see, you must understand that I don't give to my spouse as a duty, as some people call it. Right? I understand the Bible says he that does not provide for his household is worse than an infidel. I get that. But you see, you can also see your wife or your husband as someone who God has sent you to. And when you give to them, you are sowing a seed. And I tell you, if you do it properly, it germinates a massive harvest comes. So. But let me leave that. And also sacrificial giving. Most of us have given very sacrificially to what Messi said. Do you understand what you did? It was not a donation. <laughs> it was placing blood on the altar. It's placing seed in the ground and securing the future. You see, you read the Bible and you see in different places, every time God saw anyone who gave sacrificially, something happens to that person. The person's life is practically redefined. Because sacrificial giving is proof of a lot of things. Number one is proof that you love God more than anything that you possess or you have. And God always respects that. It is moving you into another dimension and level. People in the world understand this principle. So the person says that, ah, this is my current level. I want to move to another level. And the Babalawo or whatever it's called looks at them and says, ah, this one will cost you. Say, what is it? Go and bring your mother. <laughs> and the person goes crying, carries their mother <laughs> or their sister. Or their, and you've seen, you've heard, and if at all you've not seen her head, you've watched movies that have those things. And the person sacrifices somebody and something so dear to them. Some of them, they will tell them, after you do this, you will never ever be able to sleep with a woman again. Some, they will look at them and say, after you do this, you will die at the age of 50. They will say, no problem. They, because it's sacrifice. And once they do it, the way the money and everything begins to pour in. Now, Remember, whenever you see anything that is a counterfeit, it means the original exists. So you see, and remember, the devil is not that creative. The devil never invented anything of his own. He saw things that God has done, and then he manipulates and creates a counterfeit. The original is from God. So you read Genesis 22, you see how God looked at Abraham. When Abraham wanted to sacrifice his son. And you hear what God told him. He says, "Ha, ah, there is nothing to swear with. I will swear with myself. That is what sacrifice is. So most of us, we've done this. But do you understand what you've done? But that's one side of the coin. The second side is, do you now understand how to receive? So I want to talk to you on how to receive from God. Just a few minutes and I'm done. How to receive. Because you see, in 20, this night, in 2024, you will just be receiving. Receiving, I mean, you'll be amazed. Now, 
The word receive in Philippians 4.15 that we read is, and I, I try to avoid this, but sometimes it is just the best way to explain it. It is the Greek word lambano. Lambano means to take with your hand. Now, if I come, I don't, please, sir. I want to give you this mic, Rufon, right? Right? I want you to take it. Take it. Good. You're a calm man. <laughs> Thank you. Give it to me. Now, the fact that I had, before he stood up from that seat, I had made up my mind I was going to give him the microphone. But did he possess the microphone until he took the microphone? No. There are lots of benefits and things that God has opened us to. Especially because of what we've done in the place of sacrifice that God wants us to receive. Because receiving in the kingdom is an intentional act. It's not accidental. Haven't you wondered? A man was blind and he was shouting, Son of David, have mercy on me. When he got to Jesus, Jesus he asked him, What do you want me to do to you? Ah, is Jesus himself blind? Couldn't he see that this guy cannot see? He said, he still asked him. Because it's possible the guy, what he wanted was something else. Now please, I want food for this afternoon. And Jesus will provide it. Ah. So, Jesus said, what do you want? Because in the kingdom, we must take things. Receive what is being given to us. There are four ways or four things you need to do to receive from God. The first thing is to understand, maintain the understanding that God is your source. You've given sacrificially, you've given, you've done the things you're supposed to do. Maintain that throughout 2024, don't look to man. God will use men as one of his channels, but don't look to man, look to God, because God is your source. Maintain that attitude. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Corinthians, I think verse chapter 3, I think verses 8, I think, yeah, verse 8, verse 5. He says, our sufficiency is of God. You, you see, this scripture has delivered me a lot of times. My sufficiency is of God. So, the things I have access to are based on what God can provide. Now, who is this God that we're talking about? The Bible says, you know, there's a song my wife was playing this morning as we were dressing up. It says, He's the ocean that never runs dry. There is nothing you're going to bring to this God that will scare him. Our sufficiency is of God. Maintain that attitude and mindset that God is my source. Very important. Extremely important. Don't look to men and get entitled that, hey, the way God is going to help me is through that uncle. You see, God can choose to help you anyway. He can choose to use somebody who does not even know you to help you. You know, haven't you read 
the Bible says in this Isaiah, I think chapter 46 thereabout, it says that he calls a ravenous bird from afar, from a far country. You know, a raven is one of the stingiest birds. They are so stingy that they will not even give their children food. But the Bible is saying God can use the raven. Remember Elijah, was it Elijah, Elisha now? What was the bird that God used to feed him? Raven. See, there are no meaningless details in the Bible. It's because of how stingy the bed. So, with this stinginess, it will carry food, fly, and give it to the prophet, and leave. Stay. God can use anybody, saints, and bring them from a far country. As we're seated here, your name can begin to ring in somebody's mind. And, oh yes, those that said amen, you got it. And the person says, ah, I want to do something good for this person. And you know, have you also met people who will tell you, I don't know why I'm helping you, but I just want to help you. They don't need to know. That is God at work. He's the source. People are instruments. God is the source. Never forget that. Number two. Water your seed with thanksgiving and positive words. Water your seed. Never get to that point where you begin to complain. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, I think, uh, chapter 8, thereabout. It says, do not speak as they speak. Do not fear their fear. You say, ah, the world is hard. Hey, as Naira is going, hey, hey. Don't talk like that. Since there is a difference, you have seed in the ground. <laughs> Make sure that you water your seed with thanksgiving. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, think verses 6. He says, Paul planted, Apollos watered, then God gave the increase. It is not enough to plant, you must water. And how do you water? With thanksgiving. Giving God praise, thanking him consistently. Living a life of thanksgiving. There is a tree in China. It's called the Chinese bamboo tree. I don't know how many of you have heard of that tree before. It's called the Chinese bamboo tree. Now, the story is told that this particular tree, when they plant the tree, the seed that will produce this tree, they plant it. The farmer understands that their job for the next five years, somebody, how many years? Is to be doing one thing, watering the seed. They keep watering it for the entire first year. Nothing happens. Watering it second year. A lot of people would have given up. They'll keep watering it. Second year. Third year. Watering it. Fourth year. Watch. By the time they are watering it, people that wanted to eat maize, they would have eaten the maize and grown another one, eaten another one. So these people, they will keep watering it. But somebody say in the fifth year, in the fifth year, the tree begins to sprout. And in five weeks, they say that tree grows 90 feet tall. I don't know if you know what 90 feet. I don't know how high. I'm not how high. I mean, Brother Are, what's your height, sir? About six feet thereabout. Okay. So, I mean, please think about what 90 feet is. 90 feet tall in one year. Did that tree grow in one year? Or was, did it grow in five years? If the farmers got discouraged and stopped, 
in the second year, would you have a 90 feet grown tree? No. Keep watering your seed with thanksgiving. Number three, expect to receive from God. A lot of people do not expect to receive from God. Don't be deceived. There are people who talk about what God can do. They are excited about it. They've sown seed. But what they are really expecting are all the negative things to happen to them. Because expectation defines how you are thinking. You see, when they say, ah, there is this new opportunity. They say, ah, I'm going for an interview. You are not... There is a difference between somebody going for an interview so that they'll be accepted and somebody going for an interview because they've been accepted. I don't know if you understand what I mean. You see, that is expectation. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts, chapter 3, I think verse 5, talking about this man at the beautiful gate. He says he looked on Paul expecting to receive something. Both God and the devil respect what you expect, my people. Expect to receive it. Every day you wake up in 2024, expect that today is just going to be that wonderful day. Ah. And you know why? I'll tell you. Because what God wants to do with us as a church and as individuals in 2024, I, I, as I prayed, I mean, there are two scriptures that capture it. The first is Joel chapter 2 from verses 23. Verse 23 starts by saying God has a desire to give us the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Verse 23 says that. Joel 2, 23. Verse 24 now goes ahead to say, that what God wants to do, if you were to use one word to define it, it would be what is called an overflow. Are you listening to me? An overflow. Then verse 25 tells us how he is going to do it. He says he will restore the years. In 2024, God is collapsing time. Now, you might not understand what I'm saying until you go to the book of Amos chapter 9, verse 13. And give it to me in the message translation. I like it in the message translation. Amos chapter 9 verse 13. In the message translation. It is powerful. Now this is what it says. It says yes indeed it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. He says, you won't be able to keep up. You know, as you are celebrating, you came to church and said, let me share this testimony. Another one has happened. And you say, let me share this testimony. Another one has happened. That's what he's saying. He says, everything will happen at once. He said, and everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. You know, the King James version of this verse says that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. That means there are things that people have used natural laws for. They've worked hard for 30 years. So if they are supposed to be enjoying this blessing, they deserve it. They've worked hard for 30 years. But what God is saying is that you you just sowed your seed in 2023. He says the plowman, as you sowed your seed, you're already reaping. Such that 
the reward of the guy who is doing 30 years. Both of you, you are on the same level. You are wondering. And he's wondering, how did you do it? You say, because God is my source. Speed. You say, has this happened before? Saints, ask Joseph. Joseph woke up in the morning as a prisoner. He slept as the prime minister of the most powerful nation on the earth at that time. Tell, don't tell me my God cannot do certain things. You say, okay, maybe that was Joseph. You know, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. Ask Esther. Esther woke up as a natural citizen in the morning. Things happened. They dethroned the queen. Esther slept as the queen of the most powerful nation in the world at that time. Don't tell me God cannot do certain things. You can wake up in the morning one way and sleep well promoted. And you see, what God wants to do in our lives in 2024 is geometric progression. Not arithmetic, not, you know, small movement. You can wake up a thousandaire and sleep a billionaire. I mean, expect it. Expect it, saints. There is seed in the ground. Expect it. Expect it. If you don't expect it, it might never happen. Expect it. What are you expecting? What is your expectation? You say, ah, I'm a manager right now. In 2024, maybe the best God can do is to make me senior manager. Who told you? Why can't God move you from manager to director? Who told you? Is that, I don't know about you. There are certain things I expect. My expectations are always very crazy. Because I know the God that is my source. And the last thing is be open to God. Listen to God for the channels we create. A lot of times people are expecting from God and then God begins to talk to them about a particular channel. They ignore that channel. And they say, why are we on the same spot? <laughs> because God communicates. So listen to God. How do you receive from God? Is your source? Water your seed with thanksgiving? Of course, this is after you've given because there is no receiving until you give, right? Then the third, expect. Number four, listen to God listen to God for the channels what he can do he can create a new channel entirely or he can expand an existing channel he can send men to favor you expect it expect God to favor you I mean I and my wife started practicing something every day we wake up we say we expect people to favor us today so are we surprised by things we see in our life nope 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 there are lots of things you see us use we didn't buy them with our money. We didn't save for them. They were given. We expect it. We are grateful to God, but we expect it. God can use men. God can use your job. God can use your business. Can tell you, tweak this thing in your business and you'll be amazed at the things that will begin to happen. He can tell you, apply for this job. He can favor you such that you just have somebody who is fighting for you. And you don't know why. You don't need to know why. Enjoy the blessing. Because you have seed in the ground. Somebody say giving. Somebody say receiving. You see, I close with this. You must understand the God that we serve. If you come to God with a cup, you would, it's like an ocean. 
you take a cup out of an ocean, God is not affected. That is what you came with. If you come to God with a basin and you take, God is not going to be bothered. You only left with a basin of water. If you come to God with a tanker and you are happy, it's okay. But you live with a tanker of water. But saints, I don't know if you want to be like me. If you want, connect a pipe to the ocean. There is a consistent supply. No lack. No lack at all. Because God can never get tired of blessing you. Because that is his nature and that is what he does. How many people are expecting massive harvest in 2024? Can you jump on your feet this morning? Massive harvest in 2024. It's going to be a unique year. A beautiful year. In the precious name of Jesus. Can you just give him praise? Give him praise. Give him praise. I didn't say pray. I said give him praise. 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 Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for being faithful. For being good. Oh. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. It will happen so fast. Speed. Speed. On every side. Thank you Jesus. In Jesus great name we have given thanks. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.